I'd like to welcome everybody to Sunday School this morning, say it's good to be here. It's good to see all the little kids and good to hear them sing this morning. We're just looking for a good day and looking for see what God has in store for us, and we're just thankful we'll be here. Um, we'll ask Bobby dismiss us to Sunday School. Good morning. Appreciate everybody being here. And uh, we have got one of the most common and popular and well-known uh, areas of Scripture today for our lesson. And those are hard lessons for me to teach. I, I don't know about other people. But we're going to be reading and talking about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And so... Everybody in here knows that story. I, there's nothing that I can tell you about the story and what took place that you don't know. And we've heard it taught on by a lot better teachers than me, and we've heard it preached on, and we've heard it sung on and testified about. So, uh, but in spite of that, the scripture has a way of being new. If God will come through, there may be something new in it that you haven't you know, looked at, or even if it's just renewing what you've known for years, if the Lord will come through, that'll be good. So um, I want to take the approach today on this lesson, and I want to look at it from Martha's perspective. Martha and Mary were the two sisters of Jesus. I want to look at this from Martha's perspective. Our lesson today doesn't even include Mary really in it, and, and we'll, we're going to go and get a little bit of that anyway, but our lesson really focuses on the exchange between Jesus and Martha. So as we go through this, I want to focus on and look at Martha's perspective of this whole thing and what was happening, and how can we relate to that, and can we put ourselves in her position, or you know, can we learn something from what she did? So... We're going to be in the 11th chapter of John. So before this 11th chapter, there, is, there are a couple of other places where it talks about Jesus visited 
with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. He was in their home and visited with him. They all had a relationship with Jesus prior to this exchange. All right, they knew him. Okay, so we're going to go back to verse 1. I'm just going to get maybe just a couple of places here, and then we'll come on down to our lesson, which starts in verse 17. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. So it's in Bethany, and this is the Bethany that's about a mile or a mile and a half from Jerusalem. There were two Bethanies. This is the one that was really close to Jerusalem. Okay. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So it's telling you about this previous exchange that we read about. I think that's in Luke, but I don't really remember 100%. But there's, there's you know, other times that they were together. So listen what happens here. Lazarus is sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. So we've got a relationship with Jesus, and now we've got a problem. And what do they do? They send for Jesus. All good things. All right. What we should do, we should have a relationship with Jesus, and when we run into a problem, we should send and say, Lord, we need some help. They did it probably with a foot messenger and sent somebody away to where he was. He was two days uh, of walking away from them. So they sent somebody to him and said, Lord, come, because Lazarus is sick. So two days there, if he had left right away and come back, he would have still been two days late from our way of looking at it. Lazarus would have been dead for two days if he had left right away. But we're going to go on down... Well, I don't think that's actually in our lesson, so I'll just tell you and everybody knows it. He tarried two more days and talked to his disciples, and he, he waited, and then he told his disciples, Lazarus is dead. So they were sorrowful. Thomas said, let's, let's go and, and let's just die with him. You know, uh, they were sad-hearted, his disciples were. And we'll see in here that Jesus was sad-hearted. Uh, and so we're going to have sorrow. And we're going to feel like giving up sometimes. And, man, I just, you know, if they're gone, I don't think I can go on. Okay, but let's go on. You guys know the lesson as well as I do. But So the first thing that, these, that Martha did was she sent for Jesus. So keep that in your mind. Come on down to verse 17. And this is where our lesson starts. Then when Jesus came, he found that he, Lazarus, had lain in the grave four days already. All right. So, and there are several exchanges in the Bible prior to this one where Jesus heard about somebody being sick or was told somebody was dead. And he had already been to a couple and that had just died that day just within a few hours, and he raised them from the dead. Okay. There is something significant about this being four days. I heard Trey preach on it, and now it's in the commentary here. So under the old Jewish tradition, they thought, they felt and taught that when somebody dies, that their soul and their spirit 
stays right there with the body for three days. All right. So those exchanges where Christ had raised somebody, they thought, well, he just got their spirit to come back in their body. It was there anyway and got them up. Now, they recognized they were miracles, but that was because for three days they still held out some hope. When Christ gets here in this instance, they were hopeless. He'd been there for four days. He'd been gone for four days. In their mind, his spirit has left, and this is all over with. Okay. So that's where we're at. So it's important to understand that's why Christ waited, in my opinion, two days before he left. He needed to get there in a spot where that there was no hope left in their minds. Okay. You ever been there? A place where there's just no hope left anymore? The only place you can turn is the Lord. Well, we, you know, we should turn there anyway, and they had. They had turned to the Lord, but there's no hope left. When he gets here in their minds and in, you know, that Jewish community, the spirit's gone, Lazarus is gone. Boy, we wish you'd been here earlier. All right. Any comments before we move on? Okay. Verse 18. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. So it's telling us here, this is the Bethany that's close to Jerusalem, not the one that was quite a ways off. So 15 furlongs is about between a mile and a mile and a half. So you can walk that, you know, in, in a half hour or something if you get a, a pretty good pace and walk and, and go. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. So there were Jews from Bethany right there in the little community which they lived, but I think there were Jews that knew them from the temple in Jerusalem, and I think they came out. There was a crowd that came out, all right? Remember that, that there's this crowd that's, that's come out there because this crowd is really important. It, it says a lot. And uh, we get down in here later, and when you read uh, down toward the end of this lesson, when you read the prayer that Jesus makes, he explains this crowd and how important they really are to what's taking place here. All right. Keep in mind, Jesus knew Lazarus was sick before the runner got to him and said, your friend Lazarus is sick. So he could have, had he had it in his mind, he could have said, Lord, heal Lazarus over there, even before the runner got there, before they sent the runner. He could have said that. He did it. If you go back just a couple weeks ago, the ruler from Capernaum came to him and said, Lord, come and heal my son. And he said, your son's fine. He healed him from a distance. And the man took off and went home. And when he got there, found his son was fine. So he had that ability. All right. He could have also maneuvered his path and been there physically right when Lazarus got sick or shortly thereafter or been able to get there before he physically died. It wasn't, it wasn't the plan. All right. Now, I have no doubt that when Mary and Martha sent for him and then when Lazarus died and it had been four days, even when we have faith, sometimes we don't understand the plan. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. But there was a plan here. So, 
So many of the Jews came out to comfort Mary and Martha. Then Martha, verse 20, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. So she had, Martha had sent for Jesus. Now when she knew he was getting close, she went. She wanted to have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with him. Sometimes we offer our petitions and we have to wait for God to come on the scene to communicate with us. But as soon as he gets close, we want to then start pouring out our heart. I think that's where Martha went. So she sent and then she went. All right. Again, I think another good step on her part, the way I look at this. Then she said, verse 21, Then said Martha unto the Lord, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother would not have died. So she recognizes that he's got the ability and he could have healed him had he been there earlier. Again, I think that's good. How many, and I've told you guys this a lot, but I, with my feeble mind, limit God on a regular basis. I'll ask him to intervene in a situation, and I've got it set out in my mind that it's going to be a certain way that this is going to happen. And when God starts intervening, a lot of the time, it's a different path than I anticipated. I didn't see it. And I start thinking, what in the world are you doing? That isn't what I asked for. Okay, you ever been there? That's, that's not what I asked for. So Martha sent, and then she went, and now she's telling him, Lord, I know you, you could have healed him if you'd been here. Now, let's see what else she says. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Now, a lot of discussion about this verse. Is she, is she asking him at that point to raise Lazarus? I don't think she is. And, and you can differ on that opinion. I really think that if you put a because where that but is at the beginning of this verse, it makes more sense. That's just you know my thought on it. But I think it, this would read, my brother had not died because I know that even now, whatsoever that thou ask of God, God will give it. I think she was saying, if you'd gotten here, I know you had enough power because you're connected with your father and you could have healed him. Okay, now, you may look at it differently than that. The reason I think that is I don't think that she had let her mind go to the place that it was even possible for Christ to raise him at this point because his spirit was gone. I think she felt it was hopeless, okay? She was glad he was there. She needed some comfort, and but I don't think that she had really gone there. Now, that's again, that's just my perspective. If you look at that differently, that's fine, but that's the way I see this, okay? Does anybody have any comment? You may want to say how, I mean, if you do look at it differently, that's fine. I just, that's, that's how I get it, but any comments or questions on Okay. Jesus saith unto her, verse 23, Thy brother shall rise again. So Martha now says to him, Lord, I know 
but in the resurrection. Well, let me read it, and then we'll comment on it. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Good doctrine. She, she's got it. She's got it figured out. She knows there's a hope. He's getting up. She's still sorrowful. Man, when we bring our people around here, we know they're saved, and we know that heaven is their home. It's still hard to give them up. It's not easy. It's sorrowful. It hurts. We wanted them to get better. We thought that, you know, we thought there was a chance. We hoped that that illness would go away and they'd still be with us for a while. All right? I, I think that's kind of what she, where she's at here. But she's saying, in that resurrection in the last day, I know he'll get up. So what does Jesus then say to her? This is a great exchange. Jesus says, said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And so he's talking spiritually here. I mean, he starts talking to her about the soul and, and what's going on. If, you're, if you believe in me, you're never going to die. That doesn't mean that we're not going to suffer what Lazarus did here. We're all... You know, we didn't come here to stay forever. But he's telling her this. And, he's, and he, then he's asking her. And he saith, and she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God. She, she's, she's got a believing heart here. So she sent and she went and she recognized his power. And she recognized that Lazarus was getting up. And she recognizes and says to him, I know that you are the Son of God, all right? Which should, which should come into the world. So she's saying, I, I understand who you, I believe and I, I understand. So, you know, you look at all these things and I think there are a lot of people that are, you know, in this exact spot. And I, I wonder where Martha's salvation experience really took place. She, she had Jesus in her home, and Mary and Lazarus were there. I don't know if she was truly saved at the time that happened. I, I think she had confidence in Jesus. I don't know if she really got saved until this moment right here. She may have been. I'm not saying she wasn't. Because as a saved person... I put my confidence in the Lord, but sometimes I need to be reminded, okay? But it could be that she had religion of the mind and believed from the mind all of these things and that it really came down to this before she had a conversion, okay? Not sure. I mean, somebody here may have an opinion on that. Uh, but she did a lot of really good things from the outward appearance Leading right up to this. Okay. Anybody have any comments there? Yeah. 
Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? No, you're exactly right. And, and we'll get to that down here. That's why I pointed out that the crowd came out to Mary and Martha when Lazarus died. All right. And so that's a good segue into the next verse I want to get. I, the lesson skips to verse 38, but I want to get verse 37 because I think it goes right along with what Don said, and that is there was something happening here and something that did happen that got the attention of a bunch of people and we'll see what happens after he gets their attention. But let's look at verse 37. And some of them said, now these are the Jews, because Mary later goes out to see Jesus. And a bunch of these folks that had been at their house, these Jews that were there, you know, uh, mourning with them, they follow Mary right out. They didn't know where she was going, but they follow her. And she goes to Jesus. And so they see this exchange between Jesus and Mary, and they hear it. And, and they see Jesus standing there talking. And, and this is what they said. And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? So there's a group of people there. They've got some confidence in Jesus. They've heard about him. They've seen him do miracles. But they still don't believe. They don't believe from their heart. They they. Well, this guy, maybe if he had been here, he could have done something about this. Okay. So then that gets us back into our lesson, verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone laid upon it. Jesus said, take ye away the stone, Martha. Or, I'm sorry, take ye away the stone, period. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead for four days. See, it goes back to what I was saying, that four days, her hope that Lazarus was going to live again naturally was gone at this point. It seemed hopeless. Have you ever been in a spot from a natural standpoint where things seemed hopeless and God comes through and fixes that? in a way that you didn't even comprehend boy I have you know and we've got there's lots of stories here of physical ailment and you know diagnosis of cancer and heart problems and different things or then when they would go in later well that's gone they didn't even there anymore or the doctors say there's not much hope but they go do their procedure and do their treatment and the person miraculously lives God can work through doctors, okay? I mean, I believe he does. Um, you know, social situations where things look, you know, like there's no way for that to be repaired ever, and God moves and fixes that. How'd that happen? You know, boy, that sure is a coincidence. We prayed and prayed and prayed, and then all that got fixed. You know, coincidence. You know, I don't believe in coincidence. I think that God moved there and did that so this is so much like me where, where Martha's at here she's been telling the Lord I believe and I, I wish you'd been here and I, I believe in you and I, I really you know I want my brother I wish he was back 
And God gets around and says, okay, Martha. And she had, her or Mary, had to give the permission for that grave to be opened. That was the law at that time. If somebody else opened that grave, it was grave desecration, much like we've got now. You know, if you've got a loved one that's buried and there's some reason that they need to be exhumed, there's a process. You can go to the probate court and file a motion, explain why, and if you prove that and you're the right person, they'll let you exhume that body. But if that's not and you just go out there and start digging, you're going to get arrested. Okay? I mean, that's so much like now, it had to be a family member to give the authority to do this. But where's Martha now? Look at this. Lord, by this time, he, you don't get it, Jesus. You're, you're missing the point is what she's saying. He stinketh. He's been in there four days. We got all our friends and family here, and you're getting ready to, you're asking me to do something that I just don't, I don't get it. it it's over. You were late. You know, God ever want to answer your prayer? And you go, not behind that door, Lord. I got some stuff in there that stinks. I don't even want to get in there. I don't want to go there. I want you to help me, but I don't want to get over there in that area of my life because there's some, you know, the skeletons are buried there, literally. I mean, she thought her brother was gone, you know. This is the closet where the skeletons are buried, and it stinks in there, okay? Everybody in your life has got something like that. That's what she's saying to him. She's saying, no, not that. You know, this is over. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou should see the glory of God. So, when he says this, the scripture doesn't say it, but she said, okay, go ahead and move, move the stone. I mean, it had to be her. She had to have the faith to say, go ahead and do that. Okay. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, now listen to this. Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. He's heard him. He hasn't asked him for anything yet. At least that the scriptures tell him. What did, what did he hear him about? He was connected. And when we pray and really pray, you know, we, we know that there's a connection there. You can know before the prayer gets answered that the prayer is answered. Okay, it, it, there's a connection. You can feel that. It doesn't happen to me all the time. I shared that with you a few weeks back. Sometimes I pray, and, and it gets maybe about as high as the top of my head and seems to be bouncing back. But sometimes I pray, and it gets through. And then sometimes I pray, and it gets through, and God will just say, don't worry about it. I got this all under control. You know, it can, I, I think Jesus, I mean, he was connected, and he... He, of course, he was God as well. But, you know, he knew what was getting ready to happen. I mean, so he's thanking him already. All right. And I knew that thou hearest me always, 
but because of the people which stand by. And that's what Don was talking about. Here's the crowd, okay? There's a crowd that wasn't going to be there if he healed Lazarus from a distance and said, get better. They weren't going to be there if he got there within the couple of days before Lazarus died. And a lot of that crowd may not have been there had it been six hours or 12 hours after Lazarus died. That crowd was there because it was this hour. All right. And so Christ is saying, God, this is for them. Now listen to this again. Verse 42. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. He tells you right there why he was four days late. And I, I still don't know right up till that point if Mary and Martha knew. I think later they probably did when they saw what happened. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about him a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. So he's raised. All right? And a lot of the lessons, and this one does, want you to stop right there. Let me get to this verse here. Verse 45. I think this is the most important verse in the whole story of Christ raising Lazarus. It's not in our, in our lesson book, but here is the reason. This is the, I mean, this is the, you know, if it's a movie, this is the scene. This is the one right here that wins the Oscar. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. All right. There you go. They had seen him do other miracles. They knew about him. They had talked about him here and said, well, if he'd been here, he could have raised this guy. But they still didn't believe. Sometimes through our difficulty and staying firm where we're supposed to stay, it will help someone close to us. These people were Mary and Martha's friends. Do you, I mean, I've gone to a few funeral, home service, you know, go visitation, if I know somebody extended, extended. But most of the time when I make the effort to go, that's been one of my friends or somebody I'm really close to or their loved one. These people were the people that were really close to them. These were probably the people that they were praying, Lord, we hope that this one gets saved and that one gets a conversion and this one gets born again. Reach our people. All right? But they didn't expect it to happen like this. So, you know, scripture that dad quotes a lot that I love. If we faint not, we will reap in due season. 
Does that mean we're going to get everything we want the way we want it? No, it doesn't mean that. This isn't the way Mary and Martha wanted this to happen. They wanted Lazarus to be healed before he died. But that wasn't the plan. Okay. Any comments about this up to this point? It's interesting to me that you know Mary and Martha were in such different places. Mary goes to Jesus. She had sent for him, and then when he got there, she went, and she told him the same thing. If you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But there wasn't a whole lot of exchange there. I really think Martha, and this could have been her salvation experience, but if it wasn't, it was certainly an experience that brought her from being saved but not fully committed up to being fully committed okay I mean it's one of those two somebody smarter than me can probably figure that out but I think there's I mean there's a great example here you know but I went you know when she got there and said you know man don't do that don't ask me to do that Lord he stinks he's gone body's deteriorating I mean, I just that really jumped out at me. So a few things about Lazarus after this, and then I'll finish up unless somebody else has got to come in. This is history. Well, there's a couple of things that are, are biblical that I'll tell you. Um, so right after this, this was a week before Christ was crucified. Okay? This is the, the last thing that happens right before the, the story of him being crucified. All right? I mean, there's, we're at the Passover, and so that's what's going on. So at the end of of chapter 11, it said, Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees gave a commandment that if any man knew where he, Christ, should be, uh, that they might take him. So they decided, man, he's raised somebody from the dead that's been gone four days. we got to kill this guy. We can't have anybody walking around doing stuff like that. Okay, think about that. And if you go over in chapter 12, verse 10, but the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. Now, it didn't happen. But they were trying and considering getting Lazarus and killing him too because the word of this got out, and guess what happened? Lazarus was a celebrity. Okay, people started coming. We want to see the guy that got raised from the dead after four days. And when they got there and saw him and heard the story, guess what happened to them? A bunch of them believed. So it starts snowballing. It just grows and grows and grows. So we don't know a whole lot about Lazarus after that. Historically, historical representation Uh, account says that not soon after this because of the death threats that Lazarus left this area and went to Cyprus which is an island about 250 miles away in the Mediterranean Sea and either while on his journey to Cyprus or sometime while he was on Cyprus 
Again, this is history, okay? But history tells us that he actually met Apostle Paul. And I think Paul probably sought him out, is my guess, but that he met him. History also tells us that Lazarus was ordained and lived on Cyprus for approximately 30 years. And then he died. If that's all true, then he died. If all of that, then that, none of that last part may not be accurate. I don't know. It's just a history account. But at some point, I can tell you that last one is true. He died. All right. So there were eternal things that happened here. But they can get overshadowed by the natural things when our mind thinks about, oh my goodness, he raised somebody from the dead after four days. Can you imagine that? But I still think that the best verse is verse 45 where it says, many of them that came out believed. They got saved. They had a revival. You know, They were raising people from the dead and people were getting raised from the dead. Anybody have any comments? Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Mama. Yeah. 
if you uh, yeah go ahead Don Yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, we didn't really get into that, but there's a lot of, I guess, two primary thoughts on why did Jesus weep? Was he sorrowful because of the spirit of death that was there? And certainly that can affect us. I mean, there's a spirit, a sorrowful spirit, and he may have been experiencing that. Or I've also heard he wept because he knew that exactly what Becky was saying, he was going to bring Lazarus back to this place instead of him going on to a much better place. I don't know which one it was. I mean, I, I do know that sorrow from losing somebody, a, a close friend, and the people that, and you see their family and friends, and they're hurting, man, that's real. And that affects us. And, you know, God designed us that way. Keep in mind, the next time you're ready to throw in the towel, if I just wait another day, maybe God will show up and the crowd that needs to be there to see this miracle will be there and he'll raise your Lazarus. You know, now, is he going to raise somebody from the dead after four days? If he wants to, he will. You know, I haven't seen that in my lifetime. I've seen a lot of people healed. I've seen a lot of people that were real sick get better. I've seen a lot of people that were real sick die and go on. I know God can. My struggle comes with, God, I know you can if it's your will. I want this to be your will. Don't let my people die right now because that's how I am. I'm human, and I suppose that's how about everybody is. I don't want to give my people up. I want to keep them a little while longer. But we came here to be here for a time and then to leave. And we're all leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you, uh, Dad has shared this here before, and I heard, I heard a minister tell this story at a funeral years ago and he said it's like we're at an airport and our loved one is getting ready to get on an airplane and we're at the gate hugging them and giving them a kiss and we're sad that they're flying away and we're not going to get to be with them but he said out in California their other family and friends are at the gate and they're there waiting on them and they're so glad that they've made it home and, and they can then be with them. And they know it's going to be better there than it was here. And that's the perspective. I mean, you know, we don't want to give them up. But God and the saints that are in the church are glad for them to get there because they know their, their hard part's done. Now they've got eternal glory and eternal peace. Uh, but it's hard to look at it from this perspective. Because of that separation. Hang on. 